Okay, L. remember the haunted doll, as if there's just one, that I have purchased on Etsy? After that episode that we specifically recorded about the haunted rectory, well, today's episode takes it up a notch. Today, we have what has been nicknamed the original Chucky because he is notoriously known as the most haunted doll in the world. Yes, I am talking about Robert the doll. Loie, the timing of this is so uncanny. I was, well, actually, I was not. My boyfriend was sent a Chucky doll yesterday. I... (laughs) I'm alarmed. As usual, Internet Urban Legends uh, continues to be cursed and startling. I'm very excited to learn the origins of, like, I guess, haunted dolls. I am not typically scared of them. Where do you normally stand? I think that haunted objects can be a little bit subjective, but that's what's so fun about today's episode. We're going to dive right in. Welcome to Internet Urban Legends, a Spotify original from Parcast. I'm Loie, your evidence expert. I took a head count last night and I own five haunted dolls. <laughs> That's less than I would have thought, to be honest. You have like a gaggle, a small family. You are Mama Duck. Um, I am Eleanor. I'm typically the skeptic. I guess I am a new haunted doll owner just received my first yesterday. Brandon passed it off to me. He wanted nothing to do with it, so. Oh, so you officially are the Chucky doll owner. It's true. The thing is so oversized. It's so tall. (laughs) Together, we are the Gruesome Twosome, and this is Internet Urban Legends, where we dive deep into the darkest corners of the internet. We might find the answers we're looking for. We might scare ourselves into staying up all night. As usual, we're glad to have you guys here with us along for the ride. What we're going to talk about today is obviously Robert the doll. And what's so strange is you're talking about how Chucky is like life-size. He's like a child. Robert and Chucky have some weird similarities we're going to get into. Have you ever spotted McDonald's hot, crispy fries right as they're being scooped into the carton? And time just stands still. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. We're going to take a little time traveling trip right now. It's the 1900s and Gene Otto, a 10-year-old boy, was living with his parents in their mansion in Key West, Florida. Now, Gene was, as the story goes, gifted a handmade doll, which is Robert, by a servant. Other stories say it could have been his grandpa, but for the purposes of today's kind of a legend, let's say it was a servant. And the servant worked for them and gave him Robert as a gift. So Robert is a child-sized doll filled with straw, beady ears, a cheery face covered in cuts and holes, weirdly. And he wears a sailor uniform that actually used to be jeans. So that's how, like, 
close to child's eyes that this doll is. Like he's wearing his owner's old clothing. Horrifying. Robert also carries a cute little dog and Gene loved this doll. He was super attached to him and he carried him everywhere. But Robert, for whatever reason, is said to have become evil. And it's kind of theorized, like maybe the servant who gave them Robert was like mistreated, like hexed it with voodoo. Listen, Eleanor and I have been in New Orleans. We have gone shopping for a voodoo doll or two. They're creepy. They are creepy. I don't think any New Orleans voodoo dolls probably have anything to do with like real voodoo with love, light and respect. Listen, there's only one logical conclusion to a little child with another child-sized little doll. That is so scary and horrifying and uncanny. It is a horror movie writing itself like Imaginary Friend 101. Of course, this thing is going to be inhabited by something. Absolutely. Of course, it's going to be inhabited by something. So the servant supposedly is mistreated. They curse the doll with voodoo. And this is where things start to get really unsettling and scary. One night, Gene wakes up in the middle of the night to Robert sitting at the edge of his bed and staring at him. First and foremost, I want to dash out of the house, hit him with a one-two, you know, like, why is he there? How'd he get there? Did he move his little straw legs? It's serving me the boy. Did you ever watch The Boy? I've never seen The Boy. Oh, great horror movie. I cannot say I have. For those of you at home, it's feeding me the boy. I don't want to give the movie away to you because <laughs> I think we're going to watch it now on Halloween because it's one of my favorites. Okay. Oh, I'm so ready. Yes. Slumber party. So Gene wakes up and Robert is sitting at the edge of the bed, just staring at him. So Gene obviously screams. He cries out to his mom and she wakes up in the middle of the night to hear the sounds of furniture being moved around. It's also important to note before we get too far into these stories that if you somehow have never seen Robert the doll, he is so insidious looking. Mm-hmm. Really an unfortunate toy. And granted, he's so old at this point and made out of like stuff like straw. Like I'm actually surprised he's still in the condition that he's in, but it does make you wonder, did he always look like that? Did he always look so... So unfortunate. <laughs> I think, yes, I choose to believe that, like, they tried to take in this unfortunate looking doll and just got completely screwed. So, uh, Jean's mom is running into the room and she's like, What happened? How is all of this furniture flipped, overturned, moved around? Her son is like crawled up on the bed, horrified, just staring blankly into space. And Robert is just sitting at the edge of the bed. Like he hadn't moved, <laughs> but the entire room was like overturned. Mm -hmm. So Gene murmurs as he's sitting there terrified, Robert did it. And these words certainly would continue to come out of his mouth every time that something mysterious or destructive happened around the house. Now, people in the house often heard Gene talking to someone upstairs and heard an entirely different voice responding to him. They would even claim that they saw Robert move and change facial expressions. Robert kind of became like 
an urban legend of Florida. Remember that this mansion is in Key West, so the neighbors are hearing about it, the neighbors are telling people. It just sort of becomes like the cryptid of Florida, this creepy little straw man that lives inside of this giant Florida mansion. It's actually a great story when I say it like that. So what's crazy is Gene is a real person who went on to become a prominent artist. Like he is a real person, not just a legend. And he studied at the Parisian Sabon, where he met his wife, Anne, and they moved into the parents' mansion after inheriting it. So this house that he grew up in with Robert was, I'm sure, all of the original family heirlooms, items, but importantly, Robert, Mm -hmm. still inside, He inherits it and moves his wife and, uh, you know, his family into it. Okay. His new wife, Anne, is like, no, that thing, he's much like Brandon is with your Chucky doll. Or she is. Um, She's like, no, get it away from me. Right. No. She wants it in the attic. They store Robert in the attic. However, after putting Robert in the attic, supposedly creepy events would continue on, like footsteps, devilish giggles, and just activity that could be heard from the attic. Mm -hmm. Now, neighborhood children, more kids, obviously, would report seeing Robert from the window, and Robert would taunt them by moving back and forth from the attic to the bedroom. Freaky. Mm -hmm. And Jean's wife is like, this is nuts. Please get rid of this doll. But weirdly, Jean just felt so attached. I guess it's not even weird. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's his childhood toy who's deeply possessed, but like to each their own, I guess. But Anne was just driven to madness. In the history of Robert, uh, Jean just had this devotion to this doll that resulted in a failed marriage between himself and his wife and apparently ultimately her death. She loved Gene so dearly, like loved him so much, but he loved his doll in a way that she felt was more than her and it drove her to insanity, which of course resulted in her untimely death, which is really sad. I guess at this point of the story, I'm a little bit familiar with Robert the doll and I know he's like a, he's a real physical object, a real possession that didn't he end up with, who, where, where, I guess we'll find out where Robert ended up. Anyway, right. my point is that I am still unsure that this is like a, a real story if this is real or not. Are we going to get into that or am I just meant to believe that this is an in fact fact? Oh, I am so glad that you asked, my sweet friend. Up next, we will explore Robert's haunted history, his real life owners, and how the internet world has responded to this creepy doll. Before our break, you were asking, you know, who saw Robert moving or who heard the voices? I think that it was kind of like a legend through the house. So we're talking about like this massive mansion. There were servants. There were multiple family members who lived there. And, you know, maybe Gene even just told people that Robert would respond to him in a different voice. And it kind of stuck in the lore. Well, I guess my question was more like, how are we hearing these stories? Mm -hmm. Like, is there a Robert the Doll tell-all from all the people in the house? Did they go to the media or press? Like, how are we hearing about this? A lot of it is coming from Gene, but a lot of it also came from family members, prominent guests. Like, they were obviously a really wealthy family, so they would have people over all the time who would, like, then go and tell their friends, 
my God, the stall is creepy. And it would just spread through the grapevine. So I'm sure we're looking at like a game of telephone where Robert may have slightly moved his arm and then somebody's telling their children in 60 years, this doll that lives in the mansion next door flipped a table over. So no, it's all word of mouth. Like nobody ever wrote anything down or like recorded it in any way. It was just Jean. I just find that hard to believe. Well, don't you worry, my sweet. There is so much proof to come. It is sad, of course, uh, that Jean passed away in 1974, but a new family did move into the mansion after his passing. Uh, So, you know, they buy the house and a new little girl grew in adoration for Robert. I think a lot of the stuff was like left in the house and Robert was one of those items. So she said, and she claims to have experienced the exact same things that Jean did when he was young. Did she know about those things? I certainly don't think so. How did the information about Robert come out? Like, did the family know about Robert being haunted and they let the girl play with him? Or did they not know anything about Robert? It was just left in the house. In which case, how did she know that she experienced the same things that Jean did? Like, how did we have his information separate from hers? We don't have like an exact written like description of this moment in time. But if I were to assume, it would be that the family simply inherited the house. She started to experience like crazy stuff around the doll. And later on, when compared to like Jean's stories that have been passed around the community, it was like very similar. But I guess that like all of this word of mouth in this community about Robert's haunting continued to spread. And so in 1994, Robert was donated and he's now on display at Fort East Martella, which is a historical museum in Key West, Florida. Hundreds of tourists began to visit the museum to see Robert. And Robert turns from like local urban legend, most haunted doll in Florida into this is now the most haunted doll in the world because people will come to this museum and visit Robert and weird stuff starts to go down. Apparently taking a photo of Robert without his permission results in a curse of bad luck. This began because people would simply take photos of him, weird stuff would happen to them, and they would be like, it's because I took a photo of the doll. Mm -hmm. So as a result now, uh, the walls surrounding him are covered in apology letters from previous visitors, begging for Robert to remove his hex. They're like, I'm sorry I took a photo of you without your permission, please. In some letters, people would detail and chronicle the things that they believed to be part of Robert the Doll's curse. For example, in one letter from a woman, she said, my husband lost his wedding ring, my daughter canceled her wedding, I got into an accident, and she's just telling all of this to Robert. She's like, all of this stuff happened, I'm sorry that I took a photo of you without your permission, please remove this curse. Are these real letters or are these, like, I, you know my brain, I just assume these are written, like, by the museum. Maybe a couple of them are real, Mm -hmm. but certainly like to create some ambiance, right? I just need, I don't know. I need some kind of proof because everything I'm hearing is it's like, it's a vague story that somebody maybe sent in or a vague story from Jean. Mm -hmm. We just don't have any details or anything concrete to lead me to believe that this is anything other than, I mean, we've talked about this. We both believe we've been cursed, but at the same time, it's like, If you go somewhere knowing that if you take a picture of this doll, you will be cursed. And then you take a picture knowing 
that's what's going to happen. Anything bad that happens to you afterwards, you're literally in a room surrounded by letters telling you something bad is going to happen. Even the slightest inconvenience is going to feel like a curse. That is true. Either way, it's really crazy. Robert the Doll was the inspiration behind the 80s slasher Child's Play, a.k.a. of course, Chucky. I think that that goes to show you, before he was even donated to the museum, that's how, like notorious he was both in this area and I think like being passed outside of Florida even the movie Child's Play took Robert as inspiration for the very doll that now sits in your home (laughs) it's also been on shows like Ghost Adventures and the Osbournes want to believe I'm so excited to talk about that but first off Ghost Adventures One of the cast members had a stroke a few weeks later. He blames Robert for it. He's like, we investigated Robert and then I had a stroke. The doll is haunted. Hope he's good. Yes. The Osborne family apparently came out with this show called The Osborne's One to Believe, where they were just like investigating mysteries. I need to watch this first and foremost. (laughs) I think we need a marathon promptly. I think we need to watch the entire series. Mm Mm-hmm. But, like, just please imagine Ozzy and Sharon Osbourne, like, buying a replica of Robert the Doll. Because that's what they did. (laughs) They buy a replica of him. I guess they had someone make it or something. And they're like, this doll is haunted. So, apparently, Robert is so haunted, he's just transcending through time and space. I have a difficult time with the logic of this one as well. The curse, I wasn't going to bring it up. But, like, why would this doll from the early 1900s be cursed with a photography like I just don't really get it (laughs) why are you only cursed if you pull out your iPhone and click a button you know what I mean maybe it's like because he was from the early 1900s and like we have literally no video or photo proof of him maybe he's just like no photos no photos please maybe he's a diva uh i certainly don't believe the osborns was cursed that seems really (laughs) silly um i also though i just don't believe robert's cursed i think we have to make a road trip then like am i gonna take the pick right i'm not i love my life i have a lot of good luck as a person i'm not trying to fumble the bag okay However, I don't really believe that nothing I've heard makes it sound like Robert's really up to anything too nefarious that at least that's been proven. Like, I think that the probably in the community, it sounds like he was very famous. I'm sure it was. Uh, like you said, it, he's honestly a cryptid. Mm-hmm. He really is a cryptid. Like he there are lots of people that have seen him do particular things, but you can't really pin down like any individual accounts. It's kind of just it's an urban legend. Yeah. Like he really is an urban legend. I don't think he's haunted. I don't think it's a hoax, but I don't think he's haunted. I actually, and I have no solid like reason to think this, I'm walking away from this episode still fully convinced that he is. Like still fully convinced that this doll, for whatever reason, has like crazy energy. You know, if I'm not remembering this incorrectly, there are like videos of Robert like moving around or orbs in the museum now that exist online that have just been caught on like night cameras and stuff like that mm-hmm. that are really fascinating and I think that maybe because I have that in my head maybe I'm going into this like of course he's haunted I just would see those and be like of course the museum is moving him and like what does a dust puff have to do with Robert being a possessed demon I think Robert 
insanely haunted in that little straw body. Has anyone like performed a surgery on him? Maybe <laughs> seen what else is in that little cloth body? Maybe there's like something in there. I'm serious. Like we're talking about like this servant supposedly cursing the doll with voodoo, which I believe items like can be cursed or I, I think that rituals obviously can affect items. I make spell jars on the weekly. So I would have to believe that. What about you? Do you think items can be like blessed or cursed or like? You know, in the most simple terms, I believe in vibes. Mm. I do sometimes catch a vibe from a space or an item. Yeah, but I don't know whether I would attribute it to a ghost, if that makes sense. I don't know if I've ever like felt something or felt somewhere where it felt to me like the presence of a dead person. Just kind of sometimes you get a bad vibe, you know? Okay, I respect that. Uh, is Robert the Doll really evil? In a world, perhaps fictional, where he is haunted, is he evil? Or does he just want to be friends? Doesn't sound like he's done literally anything. The worst thing he did was push over furniture, like a buff baby, which is kind of cool, so... Interior design is his passion. Maybe Gene and him were talking in the middle of the night. Maybe Gene's just making all this up. And he was like telling Robert, like, yeah, I really want to redecorate. Robert's like, say less, friend. I mean, that is the other, um, that's the very obvious other option here is that Gene made it all up and Gene did this all himself. We really want to know where you guys stand on this one. Are you team uh, Robert is not haunted and this is just a fascinating urban legend? Or are you team Robert the doll is super freaking haunted? Let us know all over social media by using hashtag gruesome twosome. We would love to hear from you. For now, thank you all so much for listening. We are once again your hosts, Loie and Eleanor, also known as the Gruesome Twosome, and we have loved this deep dive into the world of internet urban legends with all of you. You can find all episodes of the podcast, Internet Urban Legends, for free exclusively on Spotify. Don't forget to follow the podcast so we can continue bringing you a new disturbing mystery each and every week. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Loeybug and at Snitchery and support our show by following at Parcast on Instagram and at Parcast Network on Twitter. Stay gruesome, friends. Internet Urban Legends is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler from Parcast, Slash Management, and by Deanna Markoff, Avi Gandhi, and Ed Simpson from Wheelhouse DNA. Sound design by Ron Shapiro, with associate sound design by Mike Ramos. It is produced by Jonathan Ratliff, Gemma Waters, John Cohen, Kristen Acevedo, and Lexi Kiven. Research provided by Yumi Shin. And we're your hosts, Loie Lane and Eleanor, better known as Snitchery. AKA the gruesome twosome. 